This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 157. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 157. Hey, mamas. So happy to be here today. Today, I'm recording this on a Friday. I'm recording it a couple weeks in advance. Always pumped to be doing that. Like always giving myself a little pat on the back when I'm a couple weeks prepared for something and not doing things last minute. So feeling kind of fired up about it. I'm also excited to be here because I have kind of a funny story to tell you. And I'm sharing this story because it's indicative of growth and progress and change in my life. And I think it might be something that some of you can relate to. And I was actually just talking to someone. I was being interviewed this morning for someone else's podcast. And I was actually, it was talking about infertility. So this episode will be coming out in September, the episode I was interviewed for. But I was interviewed for the Beating Infertility podcast. And I was talking about my life before infertility, my life during infertility and my life now, talking about my life in motherhood and kind of, you know, what I expected versus my reality and all sorts of different things. But it got me thinking about just how much growth has happened and how much I've changed. And people who have known me over the last 20 years have noticed that I'm way less anal than I used to be. And I'm way more fun and I'm way more relaxed and I will try new things. I'm more adventurous. I'm just more comfortable in my own skin. And that has to do with so many different things. I've transformed in so many different ways. I've pushed myself to grow. Like I'm going to give myself some credit here. I've really, really pushed myself to grow in uncomfortable ways, especially in the last 10 years. And I'm extremely proud of that because it's only because I've done that work that I've been able to serve people, especially women on a bigger platform. So I'm really, really proud of that. But sometimes things happen where you have these little moments and you're like, I have come so far. So this is a funny story that exemplifies that. We recently got a Thule rack for the top of our car. So if you're not familiar with what that is, it's like a cargo carrier that goes on top of, and we have racks on top of the car and it clips to them. So like when we go camping or we recently used it when we went to a lake cabin for a long weekend, 
We can give the dog, the princess, let's be honest, our dog is the princess, the princess in the pea who needs the entire cargo area of the inside of our car when we travel. So we can give her her full travel space in the back of the car, and then we can put a lot of gear on top of our car inside of this hard-cased cargo case. So we've been wanting one of these for a while. We just thought it would be easier for when we take the dog on trips because, I mean, heaven forbid we leave the poor girl home alone. But that's a whole nother issue. If you haven't seen my picture on Instagram recently of when she ate the carpet in the middle of the night, like there's a hole in the middle of our living room carpet. So yeah, I mean, she lives a pretty, pretty amazing life. I'm not going to lie. Like, but that's what dogs are all about. Like pet dogs, this is what I want to come back as in my next life. So we get this Thule rack so we can accommodate the princess, the dog, little Danny. And when we put it on the car, I had just had a surgery. So I'm going to talk about my surgery soon and do a whole episode on it, actually, because I'm excited to share a little bit about that. But what you need to know for this story is that I had surgery. I can't for four weeks, I can't lift more than five pounds. And I can barely lift my arms over my head at the point that we're putting this Thule rack on the car. So we order the Thule rack. We have a friend helping us put it on since I can't lift my arms up to do it. And I can't lift more than five pounds. And this thing is a beast. Like, when we ordered it, you like you see these pictures online, you're like, sure, that looks like a good size. Great. And then we got it and it was literally like it came in a box the size a refrigerator could have fit in this box. Like it is a monster. So we get it on top of the car and we actually put it on top of the car in a parking garage because of where we were picking it up from shipping. So I was like, okay, this is real clear, real fast that like this car with a Thule rack on top is going to be a parking garage disaster. And so even getting out of that parking garage, we were just parked right at the entrance of it. But even getting out of there, we quickly learned like, okay, any parking garage that says like you can't go in if you are, if your car is more than six feet, eight inches tall, which seems to be kind of the norm around here in Seattle, my car will not fit in with a Thule rack on it because they have these little booms that hang down. And so when you go in, if your car is over six, eight, you hit the boom. And luckily the booms are lightweight, but they trigger you to be like, oh yeah, don't go in this garage, like get out now or you're going to get stuck in here. Or totally damage your rack. And by the way, these racks are not inexpensive. Like I was like, oh, I did not know that this was going to be like a significant investment in the car, but it kind of was. So I was like, we do want to treat it kind of nicely. So we get the rack up on the car with the help of a friend. It's on the car. We're going to use it about a week later to go camping or to go to this lake cabin. So we're like, okay, it'll be up here for the week. So I'm making notes to myself like, okay, like I probably, I can't go to the Trader Joe's I usually go to because I have to park in a parking garage and I can't do that with this. And I already know that's a low parking garage. So I'm making notes of all the places that I can't go. I decided a few days after we had the rack put on, I was like, I need to go to Target. And I go to Target like twice a year because it's not conveniently located, but I do love going. And it's like, it's a very fun thing for me. And I like to go and I'm there for like a couple hours and spend more money than I anticipate always as everyone does at Target. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, there's a parking garage I'm gonna have to park in. But I was like, but it's a really tall parking garage. So that's okay. Also add to this that I haven't driven since my surgery. I couldn't drive for a little over a week. So I haven't, this is my first trip out of the house to drive. So I'm like, I'm not sure how well I'm going to be able to steer because of my whole like not being able to lift my arms all the way situation and stuff. I have like some soreness in different areas. So I'm like, this is going to be weird. But I'm like, I'm up for the challenge. Like, I am not going to be dependent on ordering things from Target. I'm going to go get them. And also, like, I really was looking forward to getting out of the house, eh, eggs. I've been housebound for a long time. And also, I was looking forward to just that, like, no kids with you. It's the middle of a week on a weekday in the middle of the day and just roaming the target aisles aimlessly and just checking out the merchandise. Like that's a good feeling, right? So I was like, I can go in this parking garage. Like it's a tall parking garage. It'll be fine. So I get there and this 
particular target is in a multi-level building and it's on like floors seven and eight or something of the building. So it's kind of this big, huge thing. It's like a complex with multiple stores and multiple floors in the whole building. So you go into the parking garage and when you go into the parking garage, you immediately go up this really steep ramp that takes you up to like, I don't know, the fourth floor or something. So as I go in, there's a little boom there hanging and it says six, eight on it. But I'm like, I don't think that's right because I've been in this garage and I know it's pretty tall. So I just ignore the boom. Like my rack hits it, but they're kind of lightweight. Like they don't do damage. And so I was like, I hit it, but like, it's okay. And after I got up to the top of the ramp, I was like, oh crap, what did I just do? Like, what if I can't get out of this garage? What am I going to do? And so I start looking and I'm like, oh yeah, this will totally be fine. Like I look and I see like, okay, if I drive to the left, like it's a little lower, but if I go straight ahead, there's parking spots over there. I can just park right there. And there's not lower because a lot of the places where it was low, there was like piping and stuff that was hanging down in the garage. So I was like, oh, I'll just avoid the areas with piping. Obviously, like this is so easy. I've got it. So I go where I think I have good ceiling clearance and I find a spot. And as I'm like making my way toward there, I realize no matter what, I have to get out of here. And I don't know what it's like getting out of here. Even if I find this place to park, what am I going to do? So I thought, okay, like I could turn around right now and go backwards down the incoming ramp, but it's a one-way ramp. Like I don't want to cause an accident. So I don't do that. So I park my car, I get out, I go into Target, I do my shopping. It was lovely. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. As I'm shopping, I have this like growing worry that I'm going to be stuck in the parking garage. And add to that, so I'm like, okay, what are my options if I'm stuck in the parking garage? I don't know how to take this rack off because I didn't put it on. My husband and friend put it on and I didn't watch because I was like busy watching the kids. Our friends had a child with Vinny. I was busy watching them, like paid no attention to how this rack was put on. So I'm like, okay, I don't know how to put this on. Also, I can't reach my arms over my head. So like if I have to have someone come out here, this was my thought, that in order to get out, I'm probably going to have to have someone come take this rack off for me, which I don't know how to take off. And also I'm not going to be able to help take it off. I'm going to have to like tell people how to do it for me. So I'm like, who do I ask? Like, do I ask the Target employees to come out and help me with this? Do I ask just random people walking by? Like, this is going to be super awkward. Do I call my husband from work? It would take him like a good half hour to get to me relative from where we were relative to each other. Like, he's going to be so annoyed. He's going to like totally not think it's cool that I even attempted coming in here. So as I'm like wrapping up my shopping trip, like my stomach, I'm like getting this knot in my stomach. But I'm like, no, I think it'll be okay. And then like 10 seconds later, I'm like, oh my God, I'm stuck forever. Like, what am I going to do? And also I might have diarrhea right now. So I get back to the car. And as I'm walking to the car, I start noticing other cars. And I'm like, I think there's other cars in here as tall as mine. And I see like a big Suburban. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And then I see like a Ford truck. And I'm like, yeah, that's like really tall. And they got in here. And then I see a Highlander with a Thule rack on it. And I'm like, oh, that's probably about the same. And then I like get to mine. I'm like, I think mine's a little taller than the Highlander. So I'm in a Nissan Murano. So I'm like, I think my Murano might be a little taller than the Highlander and I'm getting real nervous. So I get in the car and I pull out and I start going the right direction to get out. And I quickly realized that this piping that I had safely avoided on my way in, there was like no avoiding it on the way out. And so in some areas, the parking garage is like flat and you're going under these pipes. But in other areas, you're like having to go down like these hairpin turns between floors. And there's weird angles where the ceiling height just looks because of the angle. It looks so low with these pipes hanging down and like the incline of the ramps. And so I had come in on, you know, I'd been shot up on the incline ramp when I first came in the garage up to the fourth floor. And now coming down, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to like circle all these floors to get down to the bottom. There is a ramp to get down to the bottom, but you have to go through like three or four floors before you get there. So I start driving and I get to like the first pipe and I pull right up to it. And then like, I get out of my car, put the car in park, get out. And I look and I'm like, am I going to clear that? And I'm like, okay, I think I'm like, maybe just going to clear it. So I like creep through it. And then I get back in the car and I drive a little further and then I get to the next pipe. And this is like, you know, I'm still on the same parking level, like get to the next pipe, get out, look, am I going to clear it? I think I'm going to clear it. Okay. And so I go really slow. And then I get to like the first place where I have to turn down in a little decline to the next level. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. But at this point, a car is behind me and I'm like waving to them. I'm like, sorry. Like I get out of my car, 
waving, smiling, trying to be really friendly and look terrified. And I like get out and I look at my rack and I turn around, give them like a thumbs up, like I'm good. And then I go down super slow. So the basic rest of the story is that I move through this parking garage at maybe one and a half miles an hour floor by floor by floor, stopping multiple times to get out and check my clearance as a whole line of traffic forms behind me. And I finally get to the final ramp to get out of the garage. And I literally like, it was the biggest exhale. And I was seriously, by the end, I was like, I'm going to start praying. Like, I'm not really a prayer person. Like, I didn't pray when I went through IVF, but I'm going to start praying right now. Like, I was so nervous. So I was about to get super religious on the whole thing. Luckily, it all worked out. (laughs) Maybe it was my prayers. So I get out of the garage and I'm driving home and I'm like making vows. Like, thank you for getting me out of that situation. I promise I will never do it again. These are like the prayers we make, right? You ask for something. You're like, if you give this to me, I will never ask for anything else. So I'm like, I got out of the parking garage. I'm never asking for anything else in my life. So I'm driving around, driving home. By the time I get home, I'm like, okay, this is kind of funny, actually. And I text my friend who helped us put the rack on. I'm like, so I uh, can't wait to tell you about my Target parking garage experience with the Thule rack. I think I'm at a PTSD. And so she's laughing. And so two days later, I end up in another parking garage doing like the same thing. But this one, I will say, this one, the first time when I initially went in, the little boom hanging down said that you could clear it if you were under eight feet, 10 inches. And I'm like, oh yeah, I can for sure clear that. I just can't clear six feet, eight inches. So like, this will be good. Well, as soon as you got into the main area of this parking garage, there was another boom. There was like a little bit of handicap parking and then another boom, which I don't qualify for the handicap parking, of course. So the next boom says that low clearance, six feet, eight inches. And so I was like, oh crap, here we go again. But like, I'm already in here. How do I get out? There's no way to turn around. So I was like, just going for it. Except for this time, I did go the wrong way down one. I was like, okay, I can see my way in and out. It was a much smaller garage situation. I was like, I'm just going to go the wrong way down this one way. And I can get into the spot right over here where there's no low pipes or anything or low beams. And then I can get out the same way, but I will have to go the wrong way to get into the spot. But at the time I was like, there's no cars coming. I'm good. Of course, by the time I situate myself to actually get down this row, there's like cars coming at me from every direction, people trying to pull out of parking spots. And I literally like all traffic in the entire parking garage had to come to a standstill. So I could go the wrong way to get into this, down a a row of parking to get into this parking spot. So after that, I was like, come home to my husband. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we have to take this thing off the car the second we get home from the lake because I can't, it's too much. What I've learned now and thinking back about this is I would have never, ever, ever attempted to go into a parking garage and broken the rules 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I would have just been like, oh, well, like this says you shouldn't go in here. So I'm just not going to go in here. Like I would have never pushed the limits. I would have never pushed the boundaries. I never would have thought like, oh, I'll just figure it out. Because as a perfectionist, type A control freak kind of a person, that's not my personality type to figure it out as I go. But I'll tell you, the last 10 years of my life as an entrepreneur and in motherhood, I've had to figure a lot of stuff out as I go. And especially as it relates to our experience with infertility, it's just been constantly like with business stuff and with baby stuff, it's just keep figuring it out. Like what's the next step? Okay, I'll figure that out and then I'll figure that out and then we'll just keep going. And so I think that I can take these chances where I'm like, Am I really going to like destroy this thing on my car? Or am I going to like cause a big scene? Am I going to have to ask someone for help? All these things are because I've learned 
that everything is figure outable. And that's actually a quote from Marie Forleo. She's an online entrepreneur and she talks about everything is figure outable. So we often, we freak out about things. We totally panic. We lose our minds. We don't try things. We're afraid of getting stuck. We're afraid that we're not going to have options. We're afraid there's going to be no way out. When the reality is there's always a way out. There's always options. There's always a lot more options than you think and that you can initially see. There's also always ways to reframe things. And there's always way to create different outcomes. So even if I had like snapped the whole Thule rack off the car, I would have still had options. It's like, could we have gotten it fixed? Could we have sold it for parts? Like, could we have, there's all these things that could have still happened. And granted, it's like only a Thule rack. It would have been very frustrating if we had lost it because we had just bought it. But it's like not irreplaceable. But I feel in most situations, and I actually just talked about this in my fertility interview this morning, that one of the things I've learned over the years in recent years is that you're not always in control of all outcomes, but you can be in control of the outcome. So in my situation, like I wasn't in control of all of our outcomes with fertility, but I was in control of making sure we became parents. Like there was a lot of different ways to make that happen. It didn't happen the way we originally thought it was going to, but that doesn't mean that there's no options. And I would say the same thing now, having gone through this round of IVF a year ago and having that not work out, that was not the outcome that we planned for. That's not the outcome I would have chosen. But at the same time, that doesn't have to be the end result because there are other options for us to have a second child. And so I don't know if that'll ever happen. I don't know that that's the course we want to take, but I don't have to feel shut down just because one outcome didn't work out or it didn't work out the way we thought it would. There's always other outcomes that you can create. Like you have the power to do that and you are strong enough to make those things happen. But you have to have the perspective that I can make things happen for myself. And you have to have the perspective that I can figure things out. You have to have the perspective that I am a persistent person. So I will keep doing, I will keep putting one foot in front of the other until I get what I want or need out of a situation. So like, yes, I could have ended up trapped in the Target parking garage, but that like, I knew I had some options. I was like, okay, I call my husband to come. I go get some Target friends to help me. (laughs) I had my options. So I was like, I can figure this out. You figure out a way to make things work and you figure out a way to make things work for you in that moment. Also, I can ask for help, which is, that's not something I'm good at and it's not something I do often, but that was one of the first things I thought of. Like, okay, like I guess if I have to, I go into Target and I ask, can a couple employees come and help me take this rack off my car because I can't lift my arms up over my head and I don't know how to take it off my car and it's gonna be more than a one-person job for sure just because of the size of the thing. So I definitely have embraced this, everything is figure outable. And once you've embraced this attitude that everything is figure outable, so many more things seem limitless in terms of you have more options and more opportunities and you don't have to abide by certain rules. You can be a rule breaker because you can figure it out as you go. So as I've done things on the podcast, I've definitely broken some molds. I've talked about politics. My gosh, look at last week's episode where I dove into racism very uncomfortably, but I'm really glad that I did that. So I think that when you start to realize that you are in control of your outcomes and that everything is figure outable and that you are strong, powerful, persistent, that you can break rules and still get the result that you want or get the result that you need, that it's okay to break rules. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. 
Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Also, that if there's not a path, you can make one. So like when there was not a direct path in the Trader Joe's parking garage for me to get to a spot, I was like, oh, well, I can just go the wrong way. Now, granted, I inconvenienced a few people. I was a little uncomfortable with that. But at the same time, like when you are presented with very limited options, consider the options that work, that make the most sense or the best and safest for you. And you do that. So where there's not a path, you make one. And sometimes that means you drive down the wrong way. What's funny is that when I'm in parking lots with people and they're driving the wrong way down a certain area, I am like so judgy. And I hope you guys are with me. Like I'm so judgy. But when I'm in that situation on like, which obviously is very infrequent, but when I'm in the situation where I'm driving the wrong way, I'm either like, if I know I'm doing it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Like, thank you for letting me in and being patient, whatever. Or if I do it unknowingly, I'm like, it scares the crap out of me where I'm like, oh my gosh, I could have caused like a serious accident. And then I'm like extremely apologetic and like waving people down and like, are you okay? And I didn't understand this was a one way. And, you know, so either way, when you make your own path, like there might be some damage control but it's okay to make your own path. It's okay to create a path where there is not one. So don't be afraid to do things, to make something work. Don't be afraid to like push through resistance, to push through boundaries, to push through self-imposed limits to get what you want out of something. So I know that my example might seem a little goofy with a Thule rack, but it really did to me encapsulate how far I've come from this like very type A, like rule follower, kind of control freak person who would have never attempted to like, if it says six feet, eight inches, and this 
is obviously a little taller than that. Like I wouldn't, you know, would never do that. Granted, like I don't want people like breaking rules and doing things that are going to be unsafe for other people. But I also want to encourage you to push boundaries sometimes and to take risks because at the very least, a well-taken risk makes for a fantastic story. So I think that that's something that I've seen evidenced over and over and over again. So don't be afraid to take risks and don't be afraid to try new things so that you constantly have options, that you are always in control of your outcomes. And that is an extremely empowering way to think. And when you start thinking that way, you start creating different situations for yourself. When you start to see yourself as someone who can create your own path, as someone who's persistent, as someone who can figure anything out, you try new and different things and you enjoy them and you find success in new and different things. And that makes you push yourself in other areas of your life to try new and different things and be successful in new and different things. So it really does, I really do feel like it builds upon itself and it becomes a cycle of success over time, a cycle of success where you're trying things and figuring them out and becoming more powerful and more capable through figuring them out and through, you know, seeing that you you are in control of your own outcomes. So I'm going to leave you with that today. I hope that was helpful for you. I do want you to really think about as you move into fall, as you move into these next few weeks, which might be really transitional for those of you who have kids going back to school, I really want you to think about how can you push limits and as you enter a new season, as you enter a new school year, how can you figure out some new things to be empowered to make, create your own outcomes. How can you be a little bit of a rule breaker so that you can push some boundaries and push some limits in your life? So maybe you can get a new result. Maybe you can get something different, something that's bigger and more powerful than things that you've been getting in the past because maybe you've been settling or playing things a little safe. So really think about where you can start pushing boundaries, where you can create more options for yourself and where you can really feel empowered in every situation in your life. So leaving you with that, I hope this was helpful to you. As always, please do share this episode. If you learned something new or if you feel like it would be helpful to any other mamas, you can share this episode by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 157. That will give you a link to the episode to share on social media or wherever you like to share things. You can also subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. So maybe someone shared this episode with you and you're like, oh my gosh, I want more. I need more. Know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday. On Wednesday, I have an interview with Lahana Vigliano. That's why I have an interview every Wednesday. Every Monday is a solo show with me and you can subscribe and never miss an episode if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you into iTunes and you can click on the little subscribe button so you never miss an episode because once you're subscribed, you automatically get new episodes as they are released. You can also leave a review while you're there. New reviews are my favorite thing. And I need to do another listener review. So I will be doing that probably in next week's episode. Next Monday's episode, I'll do a listener review. So send me some good reviews so I have something amazing to read. Let me know how the Shameless Mom Academy has impacted you. It would mean the world to me to get your review. And then lastly, remember that the Shameless Mom coaching program for the summer is closing this week. So I'm offering my summer coaching package through this week. That means if you purchase it through this week, you get a great discount. Prices change on September 1st. So make sure you email me. So email me at info at shamelessmom.com if you're interested in one-on-one coaching with me. In one-on-one coaching, I talk with you about your current goals. I talk with you about any transitions you have coming up. I talk with you if you're about if you're looking for transformation or guidance through maybe a transition of some sort. If you're looking for accountability, if you need someone to check in with on a weekly basis or every other week basis, 
is that bi-weekly? I think it's bi-weekly. On a bi-weekly basis, I will connect with you so that I can say like, hey, these are the goals you told me. How is that going? How can I support you? And we get to check in. We do this via Skype or via Zoom. So we're on video conferencing. So it's like we're together in the same room, which is really fun and really awesome. So if you have been looking for ways to be more connected to the Shameless Mom Academy or be more connected to me, I would love to work with you. Go ahead and email me at info at shamelessmom.com if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. And I'll make sure to send over all the package information for my summer packages. Because again, you can only purchase them at summer prices and the summer discount through August 31st. All right. I hope that this is a great week for you. I hope you come back on Wednesday for sure for the interview with Lahana Vigliano. We'll be talking about nutrition and her experience entering motherhood as a very young mother in high school. And it's just some good stuff on both of those topics. I'm actually really excited for you to hear. So have a great week until then. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 